0: so evie's been doing this fun little thing lately that i don't know if we can count it as her first word or mm-hmm. not because anytime we see her like the first thing that we say to her is hey so now she'll be laying in bed and when she wants out of her bassinet she'll start screaming "Hey!" <laughs> <laughs> it was
1: Excellent.
0: once today we were video calling jaylee and jay is just like hi and she goes hi like, no, these are not your first words. Uh, you're way too fucking early for that shit. Um, Jonathan, if, if your baby isn't as fun as con baby, I'm going to be very upset. Dude, my baby is super fun, but Woo. like, she's also kind of boring right now. Like, I can sit there and I can have a lot of fun with her. Like, I'll just stand her up and she'll just kind of stare at you. Like, she does this thing and it's fucking adorable. She does it even as a baby where she's like... This all the time, <laughs> she just smiles like this, or she'll put her hands down. She go, and it's adorable. That sounds adorable. It is. It's, so I don't know how much fun she is, but she's at least cute as all get out. And she got. I started mm-hmm. saying like, you know what? You kind of got golem eyes. <laughs> so, whenever we're like, she's starting to scream. She's hungry. And I'm still. like, little Be like, Evie, would you like
2: some potatoes? Potatoes? What is this? So in England, there is this wrestler. His name is Martin Kirby. And because his last name is Kirby, he wears all pink. (laughs) But he came up with a move called the Zoidberg elbow. Okay. Where he gets on the inside of the second rope and then he crab walks across the second rope while leaning against the top rope just going whoop 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 what's (laughs) his name again Martin Kirby and then he jumps from the second rope and and gives you an elbow it's amazing you can go to screen share on that too if you want Jonathan Uh, let me see if I can find one Zoidberg elbow he's amazing too he's an amazing wrestler My Death Star came with tiny little stormtroopers and a tiny little Darth Vader. So your Darth Vader can go inside of your storm Death Star, Darth Vader. (laughs) There we go. Oh, and there's local hero Joe Henry on the (laughs) Henry. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> and the crowd goes, like, you see this crowd right here? Oh, man, I think I watched this pay-per-view when it aired. I was really trying to give WCPW all my money because they were a, a upstart from England that was started by a bunch of dudes that, were, that are, like, five years younger than I am that were just like, we do wrestling YouTube videos, so why shouldn't we do a, a wrestling program and got, like, legit wrestlers? To come be part of their program. Like, Kurt Angle even came to a couple of their tapings. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's Friday night. The moon is bright. Let's have some fun.
3: Show you how it's done. T-G-I-F. Let's have some fun. This beat is sick. No. Just, I don't know. To both of you. I'm already done
2: with your shit, Paul. My That joke was amazing. (laughs) Everybody knows it. I'm very excited to watch Coming to America.
0: <laughs> God damn it. I'm so done with your shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Paul's Paul's puns are just mm. so top tier. <sighs> like, as far as puns go, yes, you you are the S rank of pun masters. Mm-hmm. But there's still puns.
2: The the <laughs> highest form of wit.
0: Sure. <laughs> sure.
3: It can be pretty hard sometimes. If somebody was showing me the this mashup of corn and Snoop Dogg. It's like corn dog. <laughs> what would what would you <laughs> what would their what would their hit song be called? And I was having a hard time. I was like. Leash, uh, gin, and I don't know.
2: Uh, (laughs) Dog on a leash.
3: Dog on a leash. You freak on a leash and and...
2: anything with the word dog on it. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Good.
0: Thank you. Blunts and ladders. There you go. (laughs) All right. Excellent. So let's get into this topic today.
3: Shout out to Dino's Pizza. I just ate a couple slices. It's amazing.
2: Oh, yeah. Dino's Pizza rules. Uh, no, Jonathan, you had that wrong. Gin and shoots.
3: Oh, nice.
2: <laughs> well done.
3: Shit. I write that yeah, one that's down. That's a good one. Oh.
2: Now that we got that out of our system for <laughs> the time being, let's uh, <clears throat> let's do a cold open topic. All right. Uh, yeah. And for this film, we're going to be talking about our favorite movie manipulators people characters who are manipulative and fun to watch because of it yeah so uh jonathan how about
0: you start us out okay so i'm gonna start i got these kind of tiered in a way okay um, so mm-hmm. i'm gonna say i have the th- i have three because i gotta try to zack it a little bit but apparently zach has doubled me this time um, I'm going to start off with Terrence Fletcher from Whiplash. Okay, Excellent. yeah, that's a good one. Uh, just the way that he kind of uses, like, it's, you You see a lot of that, like, when it comes to, like, the way people can be manipulative. It's very, hey, I'm going to hit you and then love you after that so that, you know, you stick around with me. Where he just kind of goes full on just hate at all times and you almost have to prove him wrong. Um, I like the way that that character was, God, I love that one so much it's such a um, good movie mm. after that tyler durden um mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. though not real this dude found a way to manipulate not just himself but the entire world basically so mm-hmm. just by being brad pitt and his sexy ass um a, <laughs> I really hate the fact that i have to deal with a world where people start using the quote like a word from this movie for a movie that i love just to be stupid republican douchebags i want to take want to yeah. take back snowflake yeah yeah but uh my number one person the the greatest manipulator of all time and this is not just movies but in real life is frank abagnale from catch me if you can yeah <laughs> like frank, frank frank Abagnale jr jr sir,
2: yes jr unless you are going for frank Abignail because that is christopher walken
0: <laughs> that's true <laughs> so this is i'm actually glad we finally brought this because i actually finally watched this movie about a month ago and the week that i watched it i couldn't be on the cast so it's like oh, i really want to talk about that movie a little bit with you guys because i love that movie why did i not see it until now so
3: yeah glad you saw it that's awesome it great
0: the only reason yeah. I watched it because I actually watched a uh, uh, Frank Agnew Jr. was on at some college just giving like this lecture about his life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, this guy's really interesting. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. who that, okay, from the movie that I need to watch that Paul's told me for years to go watch. So
1: <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it is. It's so, it's so, good. so good.
0: All right.
3: Who's next? Uh, Zach, go ahead. Okay, and I you actually didn't have any of mine. I didn't have any of yours, so oh wow, good there. I, I thought about them, but I didn't put them on my list. I'm waiting to see who's um,
0: going to use the uh the obvious answer.
2: <laughs> well, I, after Zach's yeah. done, I'm going to ask you what the
3: obvious answer is.
2: Okay, I'm curious. All right, Zach, go
3: on. <laughs> I got uh, Lewis Bloom from Nightcrawler, played by the amazing oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. What I keep a good
0: being choice! told I need to see that movie—it's so good, you would love it.
3: He—he <laughs> he is a creep master in that like, movie. I—he is. I just get uneasy thinking about it. He is Travis Bickle level of just creep,
0: and I love him.
3: Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also got Colin Sullivan from The Departed, played by. Um, Matt, that, Damon.
0: Matt Damon. You can say almost any character from that movie.
3: Yeah, <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. Uh Daniel you from There Will oh, Be perfect. Blood. What a good choice.
2: Jonathan, I don't know if you know this, but I love There Will Be Blood.
0: Gee, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> If you guys want to know sometimes what we're talking about, you really need to catch us on Facebook or Twitter (laughs) because there was a day Paul would not shut the fuck up about There Will Be Blood. There was like an hour-long like block of the day where he posted like 12 times about how much he loves There Will Be Blood.
2: I had watched (laughs) There Will Be Blood
0: that day, and when I watched There Will Be Blood, I have to talk about
2: how much I love There Will Be Blood because it is a perfect film.
0: But what makes it even funnier Mm -hmm. is he doesn't provide much substance in how much he's saying he loves. There will be blood. A lot of it is just him saying, Hey guys, I don't know if you know this. I love there will be blood. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's yeah. Oh God, it it's is. so good. And, um, shout out to red dead redemption for the, a town called Plainview. Oh, nice. There and I just always, nice. It's that little oil town. And I always appreciate that. Um, Two more. Got Natalie from Memento. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And Regina George from Mean Girls. Ooh, very nice.
1: Yeah.
0: So you did not hit the obvious choice. What is the obvious choice? Kaiser Sose. Oh, Kaiser (laughs) Sose.
3: Verbal Kent. Yeah, I didn't for two reasons. Yeah, I I, I yep. know one of yeah yeah <laughs> yep. yep yep yeah.
0: Fuck that huh. makes the manipulation thing I even pa- worse, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, it Look. certainly does. <laughs> Look at the balls on this kid. Oh fuck.
2: <laughs> um, I'm I'm following this young woman on TikTok. her Her TikTok name is Sarah. Is casual, and she's been hmm. watching all of the best picture winners and uh ranking them and rating them uh she started after we did but she doesn't have like a weekly goal in mind so she mm-hmm. is up to american beauty now and we, oh
0: god i'm not looking forward to that episode
2: <laughs> me neither but uh i only bring this up because like with each one she she puts a little like blurb about directed by and starring and in the starring, it was k Asterisk, asteris asterisk, asteris s asteris asteris asteris. Nice, <laughs> very well
0: done. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, big. F- so, Paul, big fan. Oh,
2: what's your list? Um, okay, so I've been watching a lot of Disney movies recently, so my list is pretty much uh, <laughs> Iago. Yeah. Okay. A yeah, right. fan of mm-hmm, Iago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gilbert Godfrey is amazing. Uh, Scar, great manipulator.
0: Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. One of one of the greats. Um, have you seen the, uh, that Disney theory that's going around about how that's Mufasa's skull in the cave? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And then somebody debunked it. Cause it's like the science of the skull wasn't a, uh, I don't know. It was like a gazelle. The teeth are wrong or gotcha. something. I can't remember, yeah. but it's a interesting idea based on some of the lines that would kind of allude to maybe that. Yeah. being um, it.
2: And then the most evil manipulator in, any disney film ever ursula no max goof in a goofy movie oh you that piece of shit damn it i
0: should have known i should not have known you you know i'm right (laughs) i'm not saying you're wrong um and
2: then and then i want to go to uh a sadder more i guess um altruistic manipulation and talk about roberto benini's character in life is beautiful yeah wow. it, it's manipulation but manipulation used okay for good
3: you know i actually still haven't seen that movie
2: oh i can't uh, wait for you to watch it yeah. sometime next year <laughs> yeah.
0: okay yeah. all right let's talk about a movie let's talk about that movie
2: out there in podcast land my name is paul workman i'm jonathan
3: pierce and i'm zach mccoy (laughs) i don't know why i did that but i did
2: i don't either but i like it and we are your oscar grouches welcome back to the oscar risky podcast a show where we discuss oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the academy went wrong if they went wrong and what
0: film are we watching this week jonathan all right, today we're talking about All About Eve, a story about a young woman who manipulates her way from a mousy superfan all the way to a Broadway star. Uh, is this everybody's first
2: time watching this movie?
3: Actually, yes, yes it was.
2: It It is not mine. No, no firsty. Mm. No firsty this week. Uh, I did watch this while doing the AFI top 100 from 98. I believe it was like number 50 or 51.
1: Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. okay so it's sitting right there in the middle yeah all right how about an oscar breakdown yes please all right so most nominations on the night goes to all about eve setting the record at 14 wow i believe it Mm. uh beating gone with the wind at 13 hooray um it is a record that will not be topped but will be matched twice.
1: Hmm.
2: All right. Spoiler alert, I'm not happy about either of those Titanic? times. Titanic? <laughs> That's one. Force Gump?
3: No. Return of the King. I don't
2: I, I don't know how many it is yeah. not a film that won Best Picture. Oh, oh okay. Wow. okay. It is a film that almost won Best Picture. <laughs> So, uh, the most awards given on the night goes to All About Eve at 6. All About Eve is the second film after Mrs. Miniver to be nominated five times in acting categories. Uh, It is the first film to receive multiple nominations in two acting categories, and we will get to those. And to date, uh, I will save that note when I get there. We start out Best Picture, All About Eve beats out Born Yesterday, Father of the Bride, King Solomon's Mines, and Sunset Boulevard, all of which I got to watch this
0: week. Good mm-hmm. you, Mr. Busy.
3: Me too, almost, although I didn't finish uh, King Solomon's Mines. Well, Paul didn't have, like,
0: a film festival to watch this week, so he actually was able to watch. Yeah, that's that's happening in uh,
2: two weeks. <laughs> I guess a week and a half at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will be doing South by Southwest, so I will be trying to watch all the nominees from that that year during that weekend. Okay. Um, and, Zach, you didn't miss anything by not finishing King
3: Solomon's Minds. Uh, I, I got to see Lady with the Fire Hair, and that was enough for me. Yep, that's about oh, all gee, that's Oh, gee,
0: I one. am so surprised that's <laughs> the one he caught. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, all right, Joseph L. Mankiewicz picks up his second straight best director Oscar, uh, for All About Eve, uh, matching John Ford, who won his back to back Oscars for Grapes of Wrath and How Green Was My Valley. Mm. Uh, and shockingly, he beats out Carol Reed for the third man, which, because, uh, Weird Things Happen with the Academy Awards wasn't nominated in the night in
3: 1949. Oh. Well, there I go. Naming it last week again.
1: <laughs>
2: it, I, it came out in England in 1949, but uh, yeah. I just wanted to bring that up since you did bring it up last week mm. that it gets nominated for some Oscars, including Best Director, which uh it deserved. Yeah. Because that is a beautiful film. Uh, Jose Ferrar wins for Cyrano de Bergerac, uh, beating yes. out Nobody from All About Eve, beating out Jimmy Stewart from Harvey. Oh, God. I love Harvey. Yeah, it's such a good film. Uh, in a shocking upset for uh, most of the actresses in this category, Judy Holiday for Born Yesterday wins Best Actress. Mm beating out Ann Baxter and Betty Davis for this film and Gloria Swanson for Sunset Boulevard, who was the odds on favorite for the night.
3: Yeah. that's a stack category.
2: It is a stack category. I haven't seen caged. Eleanor Parker is the fifth nominee, but uh, I assume Betty Davis and Ann Baxter cancel each other out. Betty Davis already has two Oscars. So mm-hmm. it's not really a huge loss that she doesn't win it. Yeah. Even though that is a really good performance. Yeah. But Gloria Swanson not getting it for Sunset Boulevard is a shocker. Mm. Not having seen Born Yesterday until this week. I I never understood why this week I finally got it. <laughs> that performance is incredible.
1: Mm. Mm.
2: Uh, so, yeah, uh, everybody see Born Yesterday is where I'm going with that. Yeah. Uh, George Sanders wins for All About Eve. The only actor... Of the five not nominated against uh, another actor from the film, oh, and uh, Ann Baxter and Betty Davis are the only time that two women from the same film have been nominated against each other in Best Actress. Okay, the only, only time, only time. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's a it's a big one there. Yeah. Uh. So George Sanders playing Addison DeWitt, the theater critic, grabs Best Supporting Actor for All About Eve. Josephine Hull playing uh, Jimmy Stewart's aunt in Harvey wins Best Supporting Actress oh. over Celeste Holm and Thelma Ritter, who are Karen Richards and Bertie, respectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph L. Mankiewicz picks up Best Screenplay, so that is his fourth Academy Award in two years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Best Story and Screenplay goes to Sunset Boulevard, and Joseph L. Mankiewicz loses that one, but not for All About Eve for No Way Out. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And Best Motion Picture Story because the... Writing categories are stupid. (laughs) Goes to Panic in the Streets. Uh, Best Documentary Feature goes to The Titan, Story of Michelangelo. Best Documentary Short Subject goes to Why Korea?
0: (laughs) Why? Why?
2: Okay. I'll get off of it. best live action short subject one reel goes to granddad of races (laughs) okay uh which is an american short documentary about the palio di siena held in piazza del campo in siena i guess that's race I'm not going to do any more research on this. <laughs> Yeah, no.
3: If I hadn't been married and I was very rich, one time I thought I would go around the world and father children in every country of the world, and then I'd become the grandfather of races. But as life would have it, it didn't turn out that way.
0: <laughs> you tried. You tried. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to give you points for trying.
3: Thanks.
1: Uh-oh. Yeah.
0: All right. Joke Taffy over here.
2: <laughs> best live action short subject too real brings us to our podcast within a podcast walt disney oscar watch yeah whoop whoop. <laughs> walt disney picks up another oscar for his second in the uh oh god what was it called true life adventure series so he's released two of these and two of them have won academy awards now Uh, For in Beaver Valley.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Last week it was seals and now it's beavers in in the valley. Um, The first
0: thing that you do after you go clubbing.
3: It's a beaver. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Um, True Life Adventures. (sighs) He had another one released. Oh no, that's next year. So, uh, he takes the year off in 49, and then he releases a whole bunch of them over the next few years. So, we'll probably get to those. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Best short subject, cartoons. Goes to the famous cartoon, Gerald McBoing Boing.
0: Oh, sweet. I never liked Gerald McBoing Boing. It was the... Just the animation style i'd say or maybe mm-hmm. it's just the art style in mm. itself was very minimal mm. just Fair. kind of bothered me as a kid yeah. okay then but it was always fun to say gerald mcboing boing
3: yes indeed it is yeah got a book copy of that and i try to read it to the kids and that's a little more fun than watching it i guess
2: yeah i can yeah. i can imagine yeah. that
0: being a lot of fun <laughs> but at I, least gerald mcboing boing beat out uh tom and jerry
3: if there was a Tom and Jerry, uh, Jerry's, cousin. Jerry's cousin. Oh, you know? good. Jerry's yeah. cousin sucks.
0: No, that, that was right. That was with his like super tough cousin that just beats the crap out of Tom. Now this one doesn't have a
2: hyperlink on it, but the third nominee is called Trouble Indemnity.
3: <laughs> All right, I gotta look that up. N- nominated just for the title, I'm sure. I I can't imagine that it wasn't
0: very. Oh, was okay. It was a. Uh, Mr. Magoo.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> yep, there's Mr. Sure. Magoo. Sure. Uh, how does Caitlin feel about Mr. Magoo's act? Uh,
3: I think she is entirely indifferent to Mr. Magoo. I'll have to find that one out.
0: Has she seen the Leslie Nielsen movie? Because change <laughs> mind pretty I knew the Leslie Nielsen movie was coming up. <laughs> uh,
3: we haven't seen it while we've been together. I, I saw it in theaters when it came out as a kid, though. So. <laughs> oh. oh, God. <laughs>
0: I'm Best day ever. Not, uh, yeah, that's rough.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I could go on with the podcast anymore <laughs> knowing this fact.
0: Why do you hate me, mom and dad? <laughs> what did I do?
3: I think it was one of the movies. My parents got divorced, and my dad came on the weekend. He said, Let's go see a movie, son. And we went to oh, Mr. God. Magoo. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That story just got sadder and sadder, so it went right, along. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Then I never saw him again.
0: That's when your dad leaves <laughs> halfway through the movie. I'm gonna go get milk.
3: No, he had to go get cigarettes. In the middle of the movie. <laughs>
2: Okay, Let's see if we can uh, get back to Best Scoring of a Dramatic Comedy Picture Goes to Sunset Boulevard Beating out Alfred Newman For All About Eve Mm -hmm. Best Scoring of a Musical Picture Goes to Annie Get Your Gun Get it A terrible, terrible musical Uh, And that beats out Cinderella I was about to say, it beats Cinderella Yeah, it sure did Uh, It's not the only category That Cinderella would lose in In fact, it would lose in the next category best original song for bibbidi-bobbidi-boo loses to mona lisa mm. so like the lady with the mystic smile okay huh uh yeah best sound recording goes to all about eve beating out cinderella mm. i don't know why i've gotten on pointing out that Cinderella's losing everything but i've done
3: well, it it's frustrating
0: Cause I feel like Cinderella is when I think that the audio quality really starts to pick up or it doesn't sound so tin canny in the film.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's just, a. I feel like it's Disney's best
0: film from that era. Maybe, uh, you know, my favorite. So I just wait,
2: no sleepy beauty.
0: Yeah. There you go. Yeah, There you go. <laughs>
2: I wasn't thinking about it being from that era. Yeah. Um, I have discovered that I don't like Disney's seventies output as much as I used to as a kid. (laughs) Don't rewatch Pete's dragon. Don't rewatch Pete's dragon. That's a different story. I love Pete's dragon. and I know I love Pete's dragon.
0: Mm, God, that was something that was one of those ones where I should have just left as being a childhood favorite. That was one of those ones we watched
2: enough as a kid. Like it was one of those kids movies for me. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we watched that so many times that it can't, it cannot get ruined for me. Fair enough. Uh, I I know Peach Dragon backward and forward. And I'm like, it's cheesy as shit, but I kind of love it. Fair <laughs> enough. But man, do I not like Sword in the Stone? <sighs> <sighs> yeah. And Robin yeah. Hood.
0: Robin Hood's not good, guys. It's not. Yeah. It, it, I've always yeah. thought it was boring. It's, uh, but, sexy it, and, but, it, but it led to the hamster dance. So. <laughs> That's Jesus fair. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that Jonathan, Jonathan pulling out
2: old internet.
0: Honestly, for the longest time, I, I had only heard the hamster dance. And then somebody pointed out, I like, they were listening to, or it was like, my friend was whistling the song from Robin Hood. And I'm like, are you whistling hamster dance? He's like, no. I'm whistling Robin Hood. Like, what? And then I went back and watched it. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. I like the hamster dance better. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's when they were like recycling all the foot. The yeah, right.
2: Dry- yeah, like A- apparently that was mostly the director Wolfgang Reitherman oh. Apparently that was just his deal. He was like, <laughs> "This is what we're gonna do," even though it was allegedly cheaper to not do that.
3: <laughs> Hell, yeah. I mean, I like. like Robin I can Hodo understand
0: with backdrops, but yeah. not the actual animation.
3: It's just choppy. It's choppy to watch as a movie is. Yeah. 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 It made my wife a furry, so.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
3: <laughs> Shout out to Furcadia.
0: <laughs> Not going to question you. Or your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what's that
3: two next category? Two.
0: Yeah.
2: Best best art set direction, black and white, goes to Sunset Boulevard over All About Eve. I think that is a good pick. Mm-hmm. Uh art set direction color goes to Samson and Delilah. Uh Best Cinematography, Black and White goes to Third Man. Yes. So deserved. Absolutely. It's such a beautiful film. God. Oh, how that film was not nominated for Best Picture is aggravating. Yeah and it beats out yeah and it beats out all about eve mm. thanks zach you got furries in my head both of these films beat out a film called the Furies, and i looked <laughs> over <laughs> my screen and all i saw was furries <laughs> <sighs> mm. um all right best cinematography color goes to king solomon's minds which sure <laughs> it wasn't a bad looking movie it was just a very boring one mm. Uh, Best costume design, black and white, goes to All About Eve. Very deserved.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. Costume
2: Costume design, color, goes to Samson and Delilah. Delilah. Film editing goes to King Solomon's Mine. So we must be joking. Uh, Beating out All About Eve, Sunset Boulevard, and the third man. Mm. There's no excuse for this. (laughs) And best special effects goes to Destination Moon. Sweet.
0: I kind of want to click on this now. Kind of want to roll back to Zach over there singing Delilah. <laughs> Name I've not heard. Many a moon. But I could have gone longer without.
2: No. Many a Destination Moon. Mm. <laughs> hey, 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 right there for you. Uh, Wait, was he singing "Hey There Delilah" or was he no, singing "The Delilah"? No, no, he was after. doing "Through the
0: Dark." Yeah, no, he's like "The Delilah." Delilah. Radio.
3: Delilah. Oh God! <laughs> I remember when she like she was going through a divorce or a separation or something. Like the episodes got a little, a little. Uh, you could Dark. tell she's like <laughs> more annoyed with guest speakers and stuff. <laughs> anyway,
2: uh, good stuff. <laughs> All right, honorary awards go to George Murphy for his services in interpreting the film industry to the country at large. Now, I didn't look up mo- really what George Murphy was responsible for, but I did find out that he was the first actor to hold political office. Okay. Okay. Uh, predating both Arnold Schwarzenegger and Ronald Reagan, as he was a senator from California. Uh, he was also the president of the Screen Actors Guild from 44 to 46. Okay.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, yeah. So I thought that was an interesting little fact. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Louis B. Mayer gets a honorary award for distinguished service to the motion picture industry, an award that most people looked at as Louis B. Mayer being retired by the industry. <laughs> <laughs> The best foreign language film is given to the walls of Malapaga from France hmm. slash Italy, apparently. And our Irving G. Thalberg Memorial Award goes to Daryl Zanuck, who produced All About Eve and uh, No Way Out, both films written by Joseph L. Minkowitz.
3: Nice. Wasn't he like one vote short last year? or that?
2: Yes. So he well, was, was very, you
0: bring it up. He was salty about that.
3: Yeah.
2: Very, very salty. Oh, and our host for the evening was Fred Astaire.
1: Oh, Ooh. lovely.
2: Nice. So that is our Oscar breakdown. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. This film is in the National Film Registry. Would you like to guess what year?
3: 96. I'm going to go 91.
2: Zach, you almost hit it, 1990. It is a second classer.
3: Nice. It it tickled my tongue, but I went with the one. Mm. Yep. Better safe than sorry most days. Mm. Uh,
2: Yes, it is a second class, honorary class, however we want to say that. Uh, And other films from 1950 that go in are The Asphalt Jungle, which was Marilyn Monroe's breakout film, Mm. Born Yesterday, Cinderella, DOA Gerald McBoink Boink Gun Crazy In A Lovely Place Outrage Sunset Boulevard and Winchester 73
0: mm. alright that's all the things that I prattle on about every week well I enjoy your prattling sir I love I it I that.
3: feel edumacated
0: I feel red too and I like
3: that <laughs> thank you daddy
0: oh god (laughs) i
3: don't know why am i like this tonight i'm gonna blame the
2: pizza (laughs) dino's can put you in a mood i understand Mm. all right for for anybody visiting newport news virginia anytime in the future stop by dino's pizza who should be sponsoring our show
0: yes which one's dino's
2: uh it's the one in denby that's over by the Baskin robbins Is it
0: oh okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Baskin Robbins. Please sponsor us. And American Aldi's
0: records. Yeah, American Aldi's. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about this movie. Um I really liked this movie. Hell yeah. A lot. Um, or well, I really liked two-thirds of this movie, and I kind of liked a third of this movie. (laughs) So the third act really slows down and I, well, I don't know if it slows down or if I just don't care so much. Right. So I was talking to Paul about this earlier where I was saying, we knew what Eve was about. It was pretty obvious what she was doing after a certain point. Mm -hmm. Um, But then they just kind of drop it on you. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, this is what she's doing, and here's how it plays out for her. Um, I I just kind of feel like it could have been drip fed a little bit better.
3: I think when you talk about the first two thirds of the movie, it's like there's a lot of tension there, and then they there's the scene um, with Eve and Karen in the bathroom. and They come out, and then right after that, the tension's like cut. Yeah. So there's not as much. Uh. At risk, I guess, the rest of the movie. So it feels a little different. but
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and so it was kind of hard knowing where to center this movie, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, Bringing up the random multi-character narration, which I'm never a fan of, ever. I don't think I can think of a single movie where they've done that. um, And I enjoyed it but it wasn't good in this so like it started off with um at the beginning where it's being narrated basically by um <sighs> dewitt yeah and then it moves over to karen who then kind of and then the narration kind of stops at that point then you're just kind of she kind of leads into the flashback before the award ceremony yeah um, and then randomly at some point, Karen gets back the narration, and then I think somebody else gets it as well. And it just kind of one of those, like, you really didn't need to do that, but it's not hindering anything. Yeah. So
3: it's funny you mentioned that. Fine. I think, um, they did it with uh, Mankiewicz's movie from the previous year, a letter to three wives, because each of the three wives have. Narration, too, so that's yeah, a, and,
2: yeah, and that one's a little bit different because they like the film is pretty much in made in three sections, yeah, with a prologue See, that, and an epilogue. That makes and sense. each section is kind of narrated by a different woman.
1: Yeah,
2: I was thinking Goodfellas, Goodfellas is two narrators, and that script is perfect. Hmm.
0: Okay, yeah, no, you're right. On that one. <laughs> <laughs> um but with this one and it's not even really narration as much as what that person is thinking yeah. at the time but again it's it's a if you're not going to do it throughout why would you even put it in there to begin with so yeah. it's just kind of here here and then a huge skip of it until later on but again it's not a hindrance it's just something what was an interesting choice that i don't think really held up
1: yeah it's fair
0: um as for every Every, 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 every person in this movie, every actor, every actress was on fucking point.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The masterclass. Absolutely.
0: Just wow. Like even Marilyn Monroe, which, (laughs) all right. I am not a huge Marilyn Monroe fan. I hate also the blonde staring trope. I don't know if you would call it like that dead eyed, there's nothing behind the eyes look and she does it a couple of times in like her one maybe two scenes that she's in um
3: but she's got that smile that just makes well, you see, forget god
0: it. damn is she gorgeous it's Just <laughs> like everybody in this is one of those movies where everybody is just gorgeous and i i love movies where it's actors about actors mm. Mm-hmm. And because you get a lot of, you get the beauty of Hollywood war in this case, Broadway. Um, But yeah, I, I just, every, every actor, every actress in this movie, just Betty Davis.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh God. She is just, Oh my
0: God.
2: I, I don't know how, how this isn't her best performance. And it's a real shame that she won two Oscars before this, because she would have, she would have just cleaned up. Mm.
3: She's so good exactly. at this movie. Yeah. I'd, I'd mentioned in the chat or, uh, when I was watching it, just it's like gotta be the best drunk acting I've ever seen. It's like, it's yeah. Oh, yeah. so yeah. believable yeah. and natural.
2: I, I've been really wanting to watch um, another round with Mads Mikkelsen to see how he compares to her because mm. God, she's so good.
0: in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish Thelma Ritter was in it more. Her character was probably my favorite character. Mm. I love right. Thelma Ritter. She was. She, she was in Letter to Three Wives too, wasn't she? She played she was the mom. maid, or something,
2: was it? I, I thought think. she played the the mom. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong person. She played the the one the young girl's mom.
3: Oh, oh well, she played. She was the the maid who was also the mom. Was it? Oh yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. She or, was. She was the maid. Yeah. Okay. But yeah right yeah, she, yeah.
3: She, was, she was she's awesome
2: yeah she's really good at that film uh, so mankowitz really knew how to use her because she gives him two just amazingly solid performances mm-hmm.
3: i wasn't so sure about um you know ann baxter at first playing eve like i was like okay she's really good at you know this this role that she's playing but then she mm-hmm. a couple of times she switched out of that Oh yeah. I like like the scene in the bathroom with Karen when all of a sudden she like rises up in her eyes, she like becomes a different person. Mm. And then again, um but towards the end of the movie where she's like a completely different person too. It's like so her performance was in the end really struck me as layered and
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Cause you definitely see the like you you want to say the kind of evolution of her character, but in the end, that's who she was, right She was just playing another character throughout the movie, mm-hmm. so, and i I thought that yeah, she did that very, very well, yeah, very um yeah, definitely just that manipulative, right, well done, but to the point where it's just like all she did was just lay down the dominoes and let everybody else do what they were going to do. Like somebody else was knocking him over, and I just I appreciate that stuff. Mm -hmm. The only thing I don't like ah, the ending was rough. Like how like sometimes you want to come up and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's okay to let the bad guy win. And I don't know if she would be considered the bad guy because nobody was really at a loss. But right, I just kind of would have been happy with a. Like, I think that's where, like, a big reveal could have been. Um, was there at the end and just a, seeing who she truly is. Yeah. And her getting her way. I, that That's... I would have preferred that instead of the yeah, whole, you yeah. know, comes full circle.
3: I, I don't know well, about Addison being all victorious and stuff. It's kind of odd. Anyway, what were you going to say, Paul?
2: I was going to say, well, we're still in the throes of the Hayes Code. So part of yeah, the Hayes Code yeah. is that people who do uh, unscrupulous things have to pay for it by the end of the movie
0: well so, and i my, and I feel like the whole addison thing like zach was talking about was kind of that in a way a little didn't like that scene yeah. where he the, the whole slapping her thing but it also felt very just why are you doing this like is this like did you write yourself in a corner and you didn't know how to get out of it kind of thing just because she was going after lloyd and you could kind of see that could happen, mm-hmm. but you're also getting the look of you know, Addison could have pointed out, Hey, no, he's not, you just think he is because that's what you want. Mm-hmm. But the whole now your mind thing just is a, that was a major creep factor,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. And it feels like a real kind of gross comeuppance, but at the same yeah. time she's she's a pretty gross person. Not saying she deserves that. Right. Yeah. But her being stuck in an unhappy marriage. Like her not getting her way on something is is definitely yeah. uh the kind of comeuppance that you want to see. Yeah. Especially since now she's now she's going off to
0: Hollywood and you know things just aren't
2: gonna go well for her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I do enjoy. I don't know if it was this was just my interpretation, but there was a lot of like Hollywood snubbing. It felt like where it just kind of felt like, oh, you're going to Hollywood. Well, uh, <laughs> is that as good as theater? Like, really, <laughs> is it?
3: And a lot of real name dropping. In my phone. That was
2: yeah. That yeah yeah that happens in in this and Sunset Boulevard. Right. I really like that. This seemed to be the year of like kind of giving it to hollywood for being yeah. gross <laughs> it's
0: like yeah. let's go ahead and let i think when they brought up clark gable at one point too I'm like oh okay <laughs> um but no i mean it just it it definitely did feel like if there was the hollywood snub while at the same time not being you know very you know pinky out nose up sort of um which actually brings me to another question here um trying to figure out accents at this point um going through the movie i'm like are are we british or are we upper crust new yorkers yeah i thought it was very transatlantic yeah like it was just <laughs> where are we going with this because yeah. the only character who kind of was a new yorker was birdie mm-hmm. like she was at least the one who the only one who really sounded like one but
2: the good thing about birdie is like early on she points out how like pretentious uh Margo is Margo yeah. sounds when she she gets <laughs> on her pretentious roles yeah
0: So I, I just I, I it was one of those like I'm not faulting anybody for trying to fake accents it felt like it was a bunch of people trying to sound better just for the sake of trying to sound like a better
3: mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, I think that's right
2: I, I think that hits the nail like right on the head about yeah. it too because there's There's so much like um I can't even think of the word that I'm I'm trying to search for. Uh putting on airs Mm -hmm. in this film Mm -hmm. and like sugarcoating things and trying to pretend you know Margot's desperately in love with the man that she's in love with, but she doesn't
0: like to outwardly
2: show it as much.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um I, I got to say, one of my favorite scenes, though, um, was the party scene, the birthday party scene.
1: Yeah, so And good.
0: <laughs> The reason being is because it's basically the, when it gets to the point where it's like Margot is sloshed and she's chilling there on the piano telling the dude to keep playing the same song over and over again. Everybody else in the party is equally as sloshed and just in the back chilling out. And then you get like all these people that, you know, have that pretentious air about them just sitting down on the stairs, just having a conversation like anybody would just at any party. Yeah. I just, it felt like an organic people drinking party.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I it, liked that about it. It was really interesting. Cause I was, I was uh, watching something that was talking about how like, you know, probably upper crust people from New York wouldn't be sitting on stairs like this, but it kind of grounds them and it makes them look like a beehive. Yeah. When, 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 Margot comes walking in and says, "They're all busy little bees in a hive," and it gives that illusion. Yep, it's like that's it's true. That's a nice little, yeah. nice little bit.
1: Yeah,
3: I was thinking one thing about um, noticing with Mankiewicz, uh writing is he can write really good characters, real good dialogue, interesting scripts, but I'm not entirely sure what his opinion of women is so far. It's like right, yeah. He's he's had them set in as uh, my friend Katrina said, who couldn't be with us sadly tonight, um, sophisticated competition between women, right? Interesting yeah. to think about.
0: I mean, if you look at the characters themselves and kind of how they act, it, none of it feels like he's shooting for any kind of stereotypes.
2: Yeah, i I feel like he has more of an issue with class than he does with yeah. sex, because. That's true. Like all none of the men get off scot-free. No, the writer and the director
3: they're no. fighting and s- scrapping over each other too.
2: Yeah, like none of them none of them look nobody comes off looking like a like a million dollars in any of in either of these two movies that we watch. Yeah. And but the lower classes, people like Birdie, people like uh the Elma other character and her friend in in Letter to Three Wives, like mm-hmm. they tend to be more grounded, more human. Yeah. They they talk more about like the injustices and and even even to an extent Eve like is manipulative because she just doesn't want to be poor anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So she decides she's going to steal somebody else's life mm-hmm. in order to not be poor anymore. It's a really good point. Thank you. All right, guys.
0: Any more notes uh, on this film?
2: I have two notes that I thought were interesting. All right. First note is Margot was originally supposed to be played by Claudette Colbert. Oh. Okay. Uh, so, because uh, Anne Baxter has a slight resemblance to Claudette Colbert. Not uh, like a striking one, yeah. but enough that if you made her up, uh, she was originally supposed to start looking more and more like Claudia Colbert as the movie went on but instead they used the costumes to kind of denote her transformation into mark uh yeah Mm -hmm. uh which is why the young woman at the very end of the film that shot looks so much like ann baxter gotcha
0: okay
2: that shot that final shot is one of the most amazing things i've ever seen in a film (laughs) her and those three the that that section mirror mirror, there's like dozens of her just going on into the background as if to say that this is only ever going to continue happening yeah there are there are plenty eves out there waiting to try to take Margot's place and of course the young girl that comes in to take eve's place is in high school so she's even younger than eve was like it's Mm -hmm. oh god oh all that symbolism um i love it i love it i love it um And my second note is the award that this film is based around, the Sarah Siddons Award, Uh was made up for this film. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Made up for this film. In 1952, a theater troupe in Chicago decided it needed to be a real (laughs) award. And the Sarah Siddons Award has been given out since 1952 as... Early uh, As late as 2018, I don't know if they didn't give out a 2019 recipient because of COVID. I couldn't find any notes on that. So if anybody knows about that, please let us know. Uh, But if I'm not mistaken, uh, at one point, Betty Davis won the Sarah Siddons Award. Wow,
3: that is definitely an interesting note. Celeste Holm won it in 1968. Oh. She was our city girl in Gentleman's Agreement, right? Celeste Holm. I believe so, yes. Yeah. Uh Betty Davis won
0: it in 1973. Dang. Okay. So I had uh, to look to make sure, but yes, it looks like they did use the same look.
2: Yes, they they modeled it completely after it. They they didn't nice. even they didn't hide the fact that they just completely <laughs> lifted this out of out of this movie. They were like, it's a movie about theater that everybody loves, and it's an award that we think should exist. So here you go. Well done. Well done. Uh, Betty Buckley was the last person to win it in 2018, as far as I can tell.
3: Buckley. All right. Funny, that's a... <laughs> Betty and Buckley, that's a combination of two of the um, some characters here in the, that we watched in movies. Well, we got Betty Davis, and I think of Buckley from, from Father of the Bride. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, nice. Not very interesting. Just in my head, it was for a second. Fair enough. Go with it.
0: <laughs> All right. So, if there's nothing else, I think it's time for our worsty judgments, gentlemen.
3: Yeah, let's do it.
0: start us off with Jonathan did this movie deserve best picture um, I haven't seen anything else other than Cinderella and I think this movie is great and yeah I think it deserves best picture um, at the very least I feel like all of the nominations for all of the actors was well deserved mm-hmm. um, so I just putting that together yeah I 100% think this movie deserves best picture uh, it, like I said uh, a bit off-center when it comes to the third act, but other than that, yeah, great movie. Uh, Paul, does this movie deserve Best Picture?
2: All right. So as I said, I I did get to watch all five films this week. Yeah. Um, I thought Born Yesterday was a really interesting look at corruption and the idea that we are supposed to be kept stupid Mm -hmm. to what is going on in politics and it makes it easier for politicians to get away with things. If we aren't smart enough to pay attention, Mm -hmm. uh, and that people have the power to change things. If they just get smarter and let's create a better party than the two we have, please. Mm Uh, I thought father of the bride was cute um, I had never seen the original, so this is my first time watching that as well. It was cute. I don't know I would have nominated it for Best Picture. Definitely would have put Third Man in instead of that, because <laughs> Third Man is amazing. Uh, King Solomon's mind was boring as fuck, and I didn't like <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: I was surprised at how uh, not racist it was. Hmm. I'm not going to say it's not com- it's not completely not racist, but for a film about white British people being in Africa...
3: They just kind of let it play out more naturally than manipulating I, things the way they wanted, I guess.
2: Yeah, and shockingly, like, it wasn't a white savior narrative either. Mm. Like, they weren't there to give, you know, the Africans' culture anything dumb shit like that yeah. like it was shockingly not racist for 1950 cool. uh, but nonetheless it was boring as shit and <laughs> I, I pulled the Jonathan in this film and I fell asleep for probably about 20 minutes of it and I woke up and yeah. went I didn't miss anything <laughs> <laughs> I'll look it up later and I looked it up it's like okay cool
1: this
2: is... don't watch that movie yeah it's bad Sure. Uh, and sunset boulevard is in every respect as good as this film mm. um it's so good yeah it's so very very good and it's it's hard to say that all about eve deserved best picture over sunset boulevard but it's not upsetting that it won best picture over sunset boulevard yeah uh and third man is better than both of those films uh, I don't want to say that it didn't deserve Best Picture. I'm just going to go with Yes, because it is a very, very good movie that is in third man.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough.
3: Zach? <sighs> well, you no, know, I feel sometimes like an echo when I go after Paul sometimes. <laughs> but um, very feeling the same as far as like Born Yesterday and Father the Bride were both nice, cute, mostly comedy-type movies that were all right, but I don't know. Um, Born Yesterday, I'm fine with that being in there, but Father the Bride, yeah, I would kick that one out, too. I, I didn't like it as much as I thought maybe I would. Um, I'm looking at Third Man. Last last week, I said Third Man deserved to win uh, Best Picture over All the King's Men, but I had the year wrong. So, hmm. Um, I mean you didn't have the
2: release year wrong right. you just had the academy year wrong Yeah, with foreign films sometimes that's stupid.
3: So again it's like for me get yeah, this Sunset Boulevard or The Third Man it's like any one of those would have been deserving beautiful beautiful. Um, but I say also shout out to Rashomon and uh Harvey. Uh don't shout out Rashomon too too
2: early. Oh. We're we're going to be talking about Rashomon next week. <laughs> Next week, <laughs> Did I have the year wrong. No, 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 no. You have again. You have the release. The release. You're right. Ah, okay. You don't have the Academy where you're right. Damn it. We're going to be talking about rashomon next week. Okay.
3: Good. um but anyway, yeah, I'm fine with it being the best picture. It, it's it's really good.
0: All right. So Zach, is this the worst best picture?
3: Nah. I'm still rolling with Broadway Melody, but I, I'm almost hoping for You're Keeping that one so strong. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm hoping for something to come along that'll stink it up, so I can hop off of Broadway Melody.
0: Fair enough, <laughs> Paul. Is this
2: the worst best picture? No, I'm I'm trying to stick with my rankings. So uh, right now, all about Eve is sitting in my number eight spot,
1: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. and. Um, I'm thinking wings is going to be getting pushed out of the top 10 soon. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Oh, and I forgot, I forgot to say it last week. I think the film battleground was directed by William A. Wellman who directed wings. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, uh, this is sitting in my eight spot right under best years of our lives mm. and right above Rebecca.
3: That sounds, that sounds pretty similar to mine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's about where it's at for me. It's definitely top 10, uh, Definitely not worst by any stretch. John, will the wind still holds that one? Hmm. Pretty hard. Gonna be. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine if that stays there for the rest of ever. I mean, it looks really good, dude. <laughs> it does. I'm not fighting with you that. Fuck, do I hate that movie? <laughs> so. All right, guys. Well, I think we're gonna go ahead and call it there. My name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch. And TikTok, tip top, tip top. I yep. think tip tip-top, tip, tip, top, tip. tip yep. top anonymous. nip tips. Um, TikTok at Altorn underscore Ockham. Uh Zach, where can we find you? You
3: can find me on Critter at Zachmaster, spelled with an X. And TikTok on House Havoc. I've been saying Havoc House, but I'm actually House Havoc. So, <laughs> how yeah.
0: many people have missed out on those dancing sweatpants
3: uh, because of that? Two point <laughs> four billion. Well,
0: hopefully now people will know in your little Nya song. Yeah, nah. it will just blow up.
3: I'm going to transform into full cat girl very soon. Sweet. Oh
0: God, you got to turn it. What's that girl from uh, Dark Striders? Was that the name of the 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 video game? Hmm. I don't think Felicia. I, think. I believe was the character's cool. name. Full on cat girl. Oh, okay. But yeah. Yeah. Look look it up. Oh God.
2: And Paul, where can we find you, sir? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or Tip Top or Pip Pop or whatever the fuck Jonathan was just saying. And uh letterboxed at Father of the Fear across all platforms. That's where you can find me.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's mesmerizing. Uh, I saw and- I saw him dancing in my head.
3: And what are we watching next week, Zach? Next week, we are watching An American in Paris, which you can rent on Amazon, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, Vudu, and YouTube. I will be watching it on DVD. Beautiful. Uh, We'd be be like watching. to think What?
0: Yeah, I'll be watching American Werewolves in Paris as well. <laughs> because why not? Yep.
2: Should uh, throw American or, uh, London in there just for... Uh, Gits and shiggles. Okay. Uh, ooh... We would like to thank Trad from our sister podcast, Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. We would like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. You can follow the show on Twitter at Oscar Pod, where you can vote in our polls for Big Willy Weekend currently.
3: Yes, Big Willy. Big Willy Weekend!
2: You could also follow us on uh, the other one, Instagram at Oscar Pod. And on Facebook, add to the Oscar Worstie Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice five-star review. I think Zach is worth it.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, it really helps us to get seen in the almighty algorithm.
1: Right.
2: For Jonathan and Zach, we'd like for you all to have a damn fine day.